Hey, how's it going? Josh here from Tech with Josh, and this is episode number 12 of Tech with Josh. This episode is titled, Is AI Taking Over? Unless you've been living under a rock or if you're a certain someone I know, you've heard about ChatGPT by now. The AI-powered tests, but that can assist you in coding, how to do Molotov cocktails, or how to bake a cake. So, would you say AI is taking over? Because technically, AI won a photo contest. <laughs> no, but seriously, everybody's been talking about John Tron came off his hiatus and released an episode about ChatGPT. And I'm like, you know what? Everybody's talking about it. Let me give my one cent. Because I don't have two cents for this. ChatGPT... Like I said, it's a program. You type into it some prompts, and it gives you a response. You could chat with it. It's artificial intelligence. And some people will actually use it in certain ways to get out of, like, speeding tickets, parking tickets. And it wins somehow. (laughs) It fights the tickets for you. And that's pretty cool, things like that. But the whole thing is, will it take over, like Skynet? If you don't know, that's a Terminator reference. That's what Terminator is based off artificial intelligence and the rise of machine. But let's go back to reality here. It is cool as heck because you can just get math figured out, things like that. It's amazing. And have it break down everything, how I got there. So our AI is amazing at stuff like that. But, to be fair, it could take someone's job. What do I mean by that? Well, coding. Coders can input code and tell it to find errors with it, and it will find it. Or it can ask it, hey, code this in this language, and they'll do it for you. Which might not sound like a big deal. But, in the future, let's say five, ten years down the road, if these programs can code... Why would they need to pay employees? Why wouldn't they just pay a licensing fee for this program? Rather than pay an employee, coder, junior coder, 80 to 100,000 for that. Whereas they could pay a license every year, let's say on the high end, 50,000. And it's more efficient, quicker, you know? And this brings in the self-driving cars and the trucks with Tesla. So they have the fleet that they're trying to do with self-driving trucks. And in theory it works, but what about the truck drivers? And your Tesla could already self-drive, but you have to keep at least a hand on there. We know people don't. There's videos that circulate over the years of people falling asleep and letting the car drive themselves. There's been accidents, there's been many things, but that's just forms of AI. And the more we evolve as a culture, the more we're relying on things like that. It's like talking to your phone with your virtual assistants. It's AI. And that's been a thing since the 4S from iPhone, back when Steve Jobs passed in 2011. So that's been a thing for all these years. And now 
It's to a point that can do more and is more accessible. Even the new Bing is supposed to run off of this. Bing is Microsoft's search engine to compare it to Google, Yahoo, DuckDuckGo, Beetle. So it's running off this to give you better search results and answers. But has it gone too far? What do I mean by that? So there are fail safes in place. But just like with everything in life, people have found workarounds for these said fail safes. And that's created issues with someone learning how to make a Molotov cocktail. Technically, I could find out in five seconds. But for it to do that is bad. And for you to be able to work around it. And also, people have used it for nefarious means. AKA hacking, things like that, you know? Because it's a computer. And as long as it knows how to learn and do things, you can make it do certain things that it shouldn't. Like I said, it won a photo contest, I think a month or two ago, by stealing other people's work. It doesn't know better. It's a piece of software. And they go, no, this is just proving blah, blah, blah. No. It's hurting the actual artists who are trying to make a living off art. You can write a novel with this. How good would it be? It all depends. It's subjective. But let's dial back. Let's talk about freelancers. You go Fiverr. You have... People who do book covers. Technically, you can use AI to generate a book cover. You already have sites that you tell it, hey, I want the moon in the background, a man riding a unicorn into a sunset. And it'll generate that image. Any image you want, they can do it. There's even a site that generates fake people that don't exist from all the images that have been collected over the years. So AI is not something that just started. It's a collection. Those pictures on Facebook, they've been scanned in to your system. That's why they say once you post something online, you can never take it down. Be careful what you post because everything's in the web and it's been archived, documented, and they pull from it. But back to what I was saying about writing. So you can have it build your site using things like WordPress, stuff like that. But also, write your book. Write you the code for a client. It's endless possibilities, but at the end of the day, you're getting paid for this. Say, I have a book made through it. And there's a software fee. Let's say software fee $500, right? Writes me a best-selling novel. Can I really claim ownership of that novel? You can look at it two ways. One way is, hey, it's the same if I were went and got a guy off Fiverr. And they could have did the same thing with cheaper software if I paid them the 500 Or you could look at it a different way. It's not your work. It's a computer-generated 
prophet. Can't say it's ghostwriting. That somebody ghost wrote the book. It was computerized. Morals, you know? So it's hit or miss for that. The art community. I'm not an artist in that way. But it's... It's like, you're not really creating with this. You're giving me a problem. Sure, the main idea is yours. But unless you put your pen, your brush, your crayon to paper or your mouse to whatever. You know what I'm getting here. Unless you do the work yourself, it's not really your own. And chat GPT and AI makes life easier, but it's like selling your soul, kind of. Because it doesn't have substance, what you do here. Home automation or learning your pattern from your Nest thermostat, that's AI. And that's great. For uses like that, if you do if then loops or cause effects, things like that, that, hey, if it's 7 a.m., turn on Smart Plug 7, which is Coffee Maker. No? That's great to make your routine easier. Or if your device, your phone, or your wallet leaves the home, then turn off all the lights and lock the door if you have a smart lock. Great. If your phone leaves, also turn off Wi-Fi. Things like that are amazing, but like I said, when it goes into the creative process, it's not going to help. It's going to actually hurt you in the long run. Because math, let's say. If you grew up using a calculator or software, you don't know math compared to someone who went through life growing up in their everyday life using pen and paper or in their mind doing the math. It's how you retain information. And the prime example of this is telephone numbers. In my generation, we didn't have cell phones growing up. So we had pay phones, and you know what you did? You memorized phone numbers. <laughs> or you wrote them down and walked around with a dress book, and you still had to dial it in the pay phone or someone's house to call home. But now with the advent of cell phones, and it's reached a point, no one knows anyone's number by now. And guess what? Something happens to your phone, and need help you're like oh my god what's that person's number you can't remember it because you're going through the contact or you're using your phone's voice assistant say hey call bob you know it's just things like that it's a great tool but we shouldn't become reliant on it and that's it for this episode of tech with josh see you guys in the next one